Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. I'm Devin Kadayama, and you are listening to The Bay, local news to keep you rooted. California nursing homes and long-term care facilities were hit really hard by COVID over the last year. But now they've experienced a huge drop in cases, and many are reopening for vaccinated visitors. I call it crazy making um, because we were anxious but, but hopeful. And day to day, that's the way we've we've survived. Today, how nursing homes have turned a corner and what it means for residents and their loved ones. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S. Even though nursing homes locked down early in the pandemic, prohibiting visitors, doing a lot more infection control, people in nursing homes are very frail and vulnerable. Barbara Fader Ostrove is a contributing writer for Cal Matters, who's reported on medicine and health policy for 15 years. They are, you know, elderly people who need skilled nursing care. They are people recovering from surgery or some other kind of chronic illness and need specialized nursing care. And uh, COVID for many of them was a death sentence. COVID-19, if it got a hold in a nursing home, especially early on, it would just blow through the nursing home, affecting residents and healthcare workers alike. At the height of the winter surge, more than 80 residents of nursing homes uh, died every day from COVID-19. You know, overall, about 9,000 residents in nursing homes have passed away from COVID since the start of the pandemic. And it also uh, killed about 225 healthcare workers. When you think about how bad it got, plus the fact that seniors are more vulnerable to this virus. How does that compare to how nursing homes are doing now? So 
after vaccinations, which cover most people who live in California's skilled nursing facilities, about 87% of 85,000 people who are in skilled nursing facilities have been fully vaccinated. That's been a huge help uh, for reducing cases and above all deaths from COVID-19 in nursing homes. For any given day, you'll see less than 20 uh, new cases. We're seeing extremely few deaths, and it's just a world away from where we were during the height of the winter surge. I'm, I'm feeling like I've been given a moment to breathe. I spoke with Dr. Mike Wasserman about this. He is a geriatrician and expert on nursing home infection control. And he said that the vaccinations of both residents and healthcare workers has had an extraordinary impact on uh, cases and deaths in skilled nursing facilities. Vaccinations have been a game changer. I mean, there, there is nothing that even comes close to the vaccine as it relates to protecting older adults. It's really allowed nursing homes to open up and try to reduce some of the really awful isolation that the residents have been feeling while they were prohibited from seeing their loved ones. We're not meant to be alone. During my reporting, I talked with uh, Weida Dill. She is in her late 70s. Her husband, David, is in a San Jose skilled nursing facility with uh, some dementia. He's wheelchair bound, but um, he calls a walk. Somebody pushing him. (laughs) And it used to be me. She had previously visited him uh, almost daily, and she would help feed him, and she provided a lot of the hands-on care uh, that is so helpful to the caregivers in the nursing home. I had built a relationship with a lot of those people because I would have a meal with David usually every day. And she was unable to do that for more than a year. March 8th of last year was the last time I was able to kiss him goodbye. I remember so well. They did do window visits because his uh, bed was next to a window, so she was able to see him frequently, but it wasn't the same. You didn't know what was gonna happen from one day to the next. (laughs) I'm a Christian, so we were very prayerful. There were even our pastors four-year-olds were getting out of bed uh, without their parents knowing it and praying for the people who were there. So I know recently Wida did actually get to visit David after being apart for so long. What was that like? So uh, a few weeks ago, she was finally able to see her husband in the home for the first time. It was, it, it just felt, more like normal, more like being in touch with him. Wida and David were kept six feet apart. They wore masks. They observed social distancing um, because uh, David had had COVID and he was not able to be vaccinated yet, although he did have some immunity. You just wanted to touch him, but you know you couldn't. But you said, okay, it won't be long. (laughs) And he said that the other day to me, too. 
now uh, he is being vaccinated and soon uh, when he is fully immunized, they will be able to meet in his room. Uh, they'll be able to hug and uh, she'll be able to really be the support to him that she has been in the past. I said to him, you know, after you get your vaccine, you know, after the time period of waiting is over, I can get a hug and I'll be so happy. And he said, me too. So, you know, we're at this moment where we're talking about businesses and public places fully reopening soon. But what does that mean for nursing homes? Will, will they also be fully reopening or is it more of a spectrum? Yes, it's going to unfold in stages as more people of, of all ages can get vaccinated. Both federal and state officials have issued new guidance to nursing homes saying, yes, you were locked down. There are good reasons for that. But now that people are vaccinated, it's time to open up. You must allow indoor visits and even in-room visits to people who are fully vaccinated, visitors and residents. If there is a COVID case in the facility, there are some adjustments to that policy. Everyone still needs to wear masks, uh, but hugging uh, is permitted between, mm. um, between fully vaccinated people. And that's hugely important for the residents. So because COVID cases in nursing homes have dropped off so much and more people have gotten vaccinated, we're seeing some things kind of return to normal, like I mentioned, but, but is there anything else that could derail this process? Yes, uh, variants could derail this process. Uh, you know, scientists are watching the variants very closely to see how the vaccines are able to uh, address them. Uh, so far, we're in pretty good shape, um, but that's not to say that a new variant couldn't emerge. And so that's why uh, everyone's trying to get to herd immunity in skilled nursing facilities and, of course, across California uh, as fast as possible because it really is a race against time where there are continued outbreaks of COVID in nursing homes, it's primarily in unvaccinated staff. I think Dr. Wasserman would really want to emphasize the importance of healthcare workers remaining vaccinated. Statewide, about 88% of workers in skilled nursing facilities have been fully vaccinated, but that number drops off to only about 65% of workers when you consider mm. other types of long-term care like assisted living. So more work needs to be done to vaccinate healthcare workers. Some had been hesitant in the past, uh, but I'm hearing that that is getting better as healthcare workers see their colleagues getting vaccinated safely and with no ill effects. Now that we've seen the damage that COVID can do in nursing homes and we know how it can be spread, do you think that California is prepared now? That is a difficult question. One of the most striking realizations that's happened in the pandemic is how unprotected nursing homes were. They have long been um, challenged by having adequate staffing. Uh, at the beginning, they did not have adequate uh, personal protective equipment like gloves and masks. And there just wasn't a real infrastructure to make sure they got the infection control and the help that they needed. Things have gotten better, but unless you know, scrutiny you know, is, is kept on these nursing homes, especially the for-profit nursing homes, which can have staffing problems, there's 
there's always the chance that this could resurface. You know, Barbara, in many ways, you know, this is like a positive story, right? Because of how few COVID cases there are right now in long-term care homes. But I also can't help to think of the year of isolation that so many families have experienced, including WIDA's. So what are some long-term effects that you've been thinking about? Well, researchers have studied this and they have found that in this long-term isolation, they've seen residents lose weight, uh, they've seen more incontinence, they've seen um, more depression. And these things are going to take time to resolve and improve. You know, it's really going to require a lot of, um, you know, family help, a lot of healthcare worker and caregiver uh, support. And, you know, the resumption of group activities like, you know, communal dining, where everybody can sit in a dining room together and socialize, group activities like exercise and walks, all these things are starting to happen now. So, you know, that gives me some hope. And when you think about what you heard from Wida, um, what was she looking forward to the most once she can't, once she, you know, she can go back and, and actually be able to hug David? Yeah, that's what she was really looking forward to, being able to hug him, to be able to sit in his room and just be with him, to help him eat, and to do all the things that she used to do on a regular basis. He has dementia, you know, and all of that. Even even with all of that stuff on top of it, he knows that he misses that physical contact between us, you know, just uh, so that goes a long way. The isolation of residents in, in skilled nursing facilities has been absolutely profound. The people that I've talked to, the relatives, the caregivers, the daughters, the sons, so many of them were there all the times. And, you know, that kind of support is invaluable. You know, we're, we're social beings and, um, and that, that isolation had to be to keep them alive so they're able to have their social life again. We understand it and we hope for the brighter days to come. <laughs> Thank you so much for, for spending time with us and talking with us about this. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. We've talked a lot on this show about the impact COVID has had on care homes this past year. And when I think about this good news, that residents are finally getting to see their families, I'm also thinking about the people who won't get to do that because they've lost a loved one to this virus. So whatever happens next, whether it's a variant or whether it's a completely different health crisis in the future, we need to do much more to protect seniors who are living in these facilities. Thanks to Barbara Fader Ostrove, who's a contributing writer for CalMatters. This episode was edited and mixed by Erica Cruz Guevara and Alan Montesilio. Shaylin Martos is our production assistant. Issa Mendoza writes our Friday newsletter. KQD's podcast leadership team is Jessica Placek, Kiana Mogadam, Erica Aguilar, Vinnie Tong, Ethan Tobin Lindsay, and Holly Kernan. I'm Devin Kadiyama. That's it from us to you. Talk to you later. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? It's history, it's people, it's unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. 
I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hi there, I'm Randa Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. 